clinical disclaimer. This podcast is focused on education and entertainment. While we love to help and teach, it is not meant to be used as a replacement for clinical services. If you are experiencing significant relationship issues or major concerns in your sexual, physical, or mental health, please seek the services of a professional provider near you. Welcome to the University of Pleasure, where we have sexual conversation to help build a happier nation. I'm Dr. Tara Jansen, licensed psychologist and certified sex therapist. And I'm Jeremiah James, and I'm just a guy who likes talking about sex. Happy holidays. Was that your phone that just went off? was my phone. Jesus, Doc, you're so unprofessional. I can't deal with it. We're in a recording session. I got a a new charger, like one of those ones that you don't plug in, but you like lay it on it. And so like, I have to take my case off to charge my phone. And then when I put my case on it, it always like turns my volume back on. Like it turns me off, whatever I need. Welcome back to the University of Pleasure, folks. We are here in our mobile command centers on different sides of the country bringing you our special holiday episode. The doc is going to sing Christmas carols. I am going to rate her on them. No, that's not what we're doing. That's a shame. I bet you could uh, really knock it. There's a little fact about the doc, everybody. She's actually (laughs) a baller singer. And I mean baller. It's totally true. I'm not even making a joke here. You notice she's not arguing with me because if I was lying, she'd be like, be quiet, but she actually is a bad. I mean, singer. I don't know that baller is the right word. It's the right word, Doc. I have a, I have a, a sung a tune or two. <laughs> you are a great singer, and I was impressed. And I'm not easily impressed. I should be a judge, like on the voice, personally. But that's anyway. We're moving on. Happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays. As we always say, we hope that you are all doing well in these very difficult times and everybody is safe and healthy with um, the emergence of COVID times a thousand at the moment because it's been crazy. So I hope you're all safe and healthy and thank you to everybody out there that is helping keep us safe and healthy and vaccine time, Doc. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You ready? Well, I mean... I think a lot of us are are ready, but we'll be waiting for a bit. But I'm super excited for all those healthcare professionals out there that are in need of and getting much needed vaccines right now. I totally agree. I was saying to somebody the other day, I was like, look, even if this does turn me into a zombie down the line, like that if I die, I come back and eat brains. I don't care. I'm taking it because I'm ready. I'm ready to get back out in the world. What are you? How about you? (laughs) Am I ready? I don't know that I'm like as ready to be a zombie but you know i'm I'm definitely ready to uh i miss seeing a lot of my clients in person i miss you know going to concerts like everyone else and i know yeah. it'll be still a bit coming so i'm trying not to get too like it's right around the corner because you know the rollout might be complex it's gonna be and complex you know it's gonna take time but um huge advocates of it and grateful to all those who put in so much time and effort to get this done uh to help us all get back to a new normal so thank you to all those brilliant, brilliant scientists that worked around the clock to make this happen. We are grateful here at the University of Pleasure. 
Hell and yeah. Feel, yeah, feel a kinship to them because we're in a university here at the University of Pleasure. They probably <laughs> went to a very prominent university like the University of Pleasure. I mean, don't you feel that connection? No, I, I think they went to a real university. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Are you trying to say that we're not a real university? Yes, I think legally we have to say that. (laughs) We're not a real university. (laughs) We're a a representational uh, uh, space of education. (laughs) There we go. In a way that will not get you anything that you can actually count as a degree toward employment. There you (laughs) So. (laughs) So if you say you're a graduate from our university, please don't put that on your resume. Let's just put it that way. (laughs) Yeah. You can just don't accept. Yeah, you can just don't expect any helpful results from it. However, if you do want to say you took any kind of master classes with Jeremiah James at the University of Pleasure and you want to use that somehow in the bedroom with your partner and be like, listen, I graduated from the master class of the anal shirt of Jeremiah James, I'm totally fine with that. How about that? Is that okay, Doc? Legally, can we get by with that? I mean, I think legally, I don't know that I'd recommend it. I feel like that'd really kill a mood. Should we move on? All right, we're moving on. Here we are. Let's talk about our topic today. (laughs) Because it's a holiday episode, the doc came up with the utmost brilliant holiday episode title. Sugar Spice. And who cares if it's naughty or nice? All is not calm. But let your holiday sex be bright. Did you just hear the music playing in the background? It was kind of like pornographic meets Bean Crosby meets, you know, <laughs> like, mm, mm. I just I love feel like this title. Just a phrase I didn't expect to hear this week pornographic meets Bing Crosby. It's just, <laughs> it's just not a. It's not a phrase that I was like really prepped for. I, mean, I appreciate that it happened. It just wasn't something I was expecting. You're welcome. You're welcome. I'm glad I could bring that to you. So tell us what we're talking about here today, Doc. I mean, yeah, uh, you know, this holiday season is weird. I mean, I think we can all agree on that, right? It's on the darker side. Yeah, it's a little atypical, right? So, you know, some of the stuff we're going to talk about today may or may not be approachable to you this year, depending on, you know, what you've decided and maybe how you've minimized or not minimized your holiday celebrations. So. You know, hopefully there's something in here for everybody and, you know, you know, if not right now, maybe in the future. Perfect. My wife is making me lasagna for Christmas. That's the extent of our celebration. But her lasagna is out of control. So it's a very special night for us. But we will not be celebrating with anybody. So it's a little bit minimalistic. And because, you know, it's a little bit different, I would say, of a holiday celebration. I'm prepping for what we're talking about today. So give it to me, Doc. <laughs> right. Well, you know, this that some of these things maybe you will you'll put in your pocket for future years, some maybe this year. All, All right. right. Um, but you know, we wanted to find some ways for uh people to have some fun this holiday season, or you know, if you're not able to next holiday season, right? Either way, uh fun is most certainly needed. Yes. So even if it's not. just planning, even if it's just the fun of planning. That's right. Um so yeah, I you know I think um, there was like a lot of a lot of different titles that I just there's so many good holiday puns oh, right God, yeah right there <laughs> the one that I didn't use but I guess I'll say it was Silent Night Holy Night Sex at the In Laws that, that <laughs> 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 it's so true 
my my wife and I we call it mouse sex. Like you gotta have you gotta have kind of a little bit of mouse sex because you gotta keep it super quiet. Like like yeah, I mean because really most most of the you know a lot of the time, particularly when we're able to maybe have more robust holiday celebrations, right? right. Yeah. Um, the holidays typically mean that you have significantly less privacy than you typically do, Correct. right? Which means, right, you have to be a little bit more creative, right? So sometimes maybe you're at your in-laws or maybe now you have your children like who are adults and they're your grandchildren or your child's best friend from college. I was often that kid, right? (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's like now staying in your home or maybe you're staying in someone else's home, sleeping on an air mattress in a storage closet, right? So there's just like all sorts of ways around the holidays. And again, some people might be having holidays, right? Like this, this year, right? Some people might not, or some adapted version of this where, you know, you just have, you're pulled out of your routine, right? So the ways that you're uh, normally used to being sexual, or I guess some of the resources that you might have. Listen, normally, you know, when we're doing a little bit of Christmas holiday, fun, loving times, you know, it could be a little bit louder, a little bit more, uh, you know, Sexual Olympics in comparison to when you're staying with the in-laws and for us, like, okay, here's a pretty example, okay? <laughs> so, <laughs> staying with the in-laws. Now, the house is packed, right? Just set, I'm setting the scene. Okay. Now. Oh, okay. Oh, are you telling a story? Telling is that a story. what's happening let me, right now? Let me just oh, okay. let me tell the story. Okay. Please. House is packed. We got kids in every room. And of course, we had to leave elderly folks the opportunity to have the better bedrooms with like the better beds. So my wife and I, of course, are put in a bedroom that's got a day bed that Yeah you are. <laughs> oh man. And it's like a double. Like it's this tiny little like it was it was tiny. And neither of us, like I'm six foot two, you know, she's five foot eight, five foot nine. And we're trying to like squish ourselves in this little bed. And it was one of those things where of course it was me. I'm like, hey. Hey there. Hmm. What do you think? Make it happen, right? You are, your initiation skills are really just something there, That's Jeremiah. Right. I know how to set a very mood. well, very well developed and uh, and, <laughs> and creative. Hey, hey, what's up? Hey, hey. hey you wanna, <laughs> uh, wanna get busy? Yeah. <laughs> please keep, please keep going. Anyway, that's but basically that was a lot of said. insight into things. And she was like, "The bed is." Well, I don't know. And I'm like, we can totally make this happen. We can totally do this. I believe in us. And like I said before, we call it mouse sex. So you got to be quiet. That's obviously the key. That's the name of the game because you don't want to be making, you know, a lot of noise, getting people aware of what's happening, right? So you want to be respectful to those around you. So we start like trying to just get like the derobing action happening and the movement, right? But as soon as we start, I cannot make it up. The bolts in the daybed broke. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. The whole thing collapsed. (laughs) And so then, of course, you know, when it collapsed, then it was like the scramble of, get your pants back. Somebody's going to come in and be like, are you okay? You know, and this is a room that's got no lock on the door, so it's going to end up being a mess. And so we're scrambling to get, like, you know, pajamas back on and all that kind of stuff. And literally... Like clockwork, all of a sudden, knock on the door as I'm like pulling up my pants and I'm like, yeah. And they were like, everything okay in there? Like, what happened? I'm like, oh, I think the bed broke. 
what why would it brag and i go open the door and i was like you know then you got to come get think of your feet so then it was like that awkward moment of the bed broke you know like when you were a kid and like you know you were making out but you didn't want people to know you were making out and then like you had to like you, you came up with like the lamest excuses ever and like you were like oh and everybody knew that you were doing the makeout everybody knew we were having sex like that was and then we the were doing morning, aerobics yeah we were doing aerobics in the basement <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that was the awkward one because then the next morning like literally family's putting pancakes on our plate and everyone's got that look where they're like morning morning <laughs> yeah i heard there was a ruckus last night yeah like yeah. so that's my awkward story you know it's really it's really good that like i'm not in your family because if i was sitting there i would have been like oh how was your sexual interlude last night <laughs> <laughs> you so would have outed it you would have outed it like the first yeah. chance i, I even can't i can't see it. it like i could just see you like pouring coffee and just being like hey did you hear them having sex last night? Yeah, it was kind of wild, right? No, I mean, no, I'm not going to lie. I just like really casually look over and go, so did you finish? <laughs> <laughs> it's so brutal. Oh, that would be so brutal. Oh, God. Things like that are like a gift to me. Like, I like, that is like my fault because that stuff doesn't embarrass me. And I really find enjoyment from other people's discomfort. Oh, my God. It, especially if it was my family, they all would have just been like, go. Would she just right. say? I, mean, I talk about sex all day, every day. So I'm like completely inoculated and have right. like no filter, no shame. And it's just my greatest joy <laughs> to just be like, oh, how was it? Do you have fun? Want any tips? <laughs> Remind me not I don't, to I don't have, have try to have my sex really at your house that people might notice. The doc without me. <laughs> Damn, nope. All right. Let's get back on track. All right. Well, th thank you for your story, Jeremiah. and. Right. I think that a lot of people have those types of stories. Right. And to a certain degree, like, I think that those stories are amazing. Right. Which is why I think that sort of um, finding ways to take some of these risks and engage in holiday sex is important and it is helpful. I mean, a lot of times, you know, people really get stuck in their head, you know, where it's kind of like, well, we don't have you know, like in their routines and their patterns. Right. And they sure. might be like, well, this, we can't do it the way we normally do it. So I guess just let's not do anything at all. Right. And to me, that is such a wasted opportunity. Right. Because like, these are the types of situations that, you know, we create bonds and experiences out of, right? Like experiences together are what strengthen relationships, even if they're silly. Like nobody is like as a couple going like, hey, remember that completely stereotypical Thursday night where we had sex exactly the way that we always do? Wasn't that fun, <laughs> right? Like that's, like those are not the things that people share, right? Like yeah. people shared the weird, the funny, the awkward, the, the novel, Right. And I'm sure you and your wife have probably laughed about that story many times. So many times. Comparative to a story where everything went well or it was just standard or typical. Right. 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 And so, if for nothing else, I think one of the main reasons to maybe think about trying some different things around the holidays, whether it's this year or next year or whatever. Um, is because it allows us to have experiences and to share experiences with another person. And those are the things that really are relationally building. And even when they don't go well, they're relationally building. Like, 
you know, I think one of not to go too far off on a tangent, but you know me, right? I think one of the things that's been really, really hard for people in COVID, myself included, and the reason that it's really negatively impacted relationships in certain ways or weakened certain relationships for some people is that a lot of us are not getting to have new experiences together and that experiences so that makes sense. Yeah. Right. Like, and I think of it even like friendships, right? Like I have a lot of friends, even myself or like clients they are like, I feel like me and my friends aren't as close right now. And I'm like, yeah, because you're not able to like have and build new experiences together. And that's what you talk about when you get together. Exactly. Right? You talk about the experiences that you've done in the past. The, the, your new right. Remember when? Yeah. Well, and it's kind of hard if you're not kind of consistently building new experiences, right? Like a lot of right. people have that that sort of thing where, you know, maybe you're hanging out with like, I don't know, high school or college friends that you haven't seen in 10 years. And it's like, well, how many times can we talk about that trip to Cancun before we're sort of free? Right, you know? right. <laughs> it kind of gets boring. And it's because if you're not consistently building new experiences with people, it's hard to frankly remain connected. And so I think that that's actually been a big loss in COVID for people. And yeah. to be fair, please keep trying to build them. You probably have to be much more creative, right? right. But I, it's just really more of a, a hard sell for this idea that like, you know, I think it's very easy to be, to stay in comfort, right? And to be like, ah, you know, I'm in this new setting or, you know, my, I don't know, my kids are in the house and it feels a little uncomfortable. So I'm just going to, because I can't do what keeps me comfortable, then I'm not going to do something different. Makes right. Sense. And yeah. And by no means would I never like tell somebody to do something that makes them horrifically uncomfortable. Right. I'm talking not. like healthy discomfort, healthy, risk, right. The shit that makes life interesting. So that's my sales pitch for all the other things. Hang on, hang on. Before we move <laughs> on, let's take a break now because I think that sales pitch was really good. You can sell used Thank cars. You. Okay. Thank Snow you. Snow to Eskimos. Okay. Thank you. So, I used to I used to wait uh, wait tables for a very long time and <laughs> <laughs> I got very good. I got very good at the sales pitch. The pork Valentino tonight is absolutely uh, spectacular. Paired with a nice red wine. Clearly I don't do know. You what want I'm this? About. You need this four hundred dollar Kobe ribeye steak. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. No, you don't. No. You really don't. So when we come back, the doc is gonna give some Holiday sexy tips. Am I right on that? You sure are. I sure am. Well, I'm going to try. Try? I don't like to oversell. As I just said earlier that I'm a really good salesperson. And now I'm worried that I oversold. But let's, you didn't we'll try. oversell. And I was, God, this is the thing. It's like, this is what I do, Doc. I set you up for like a home <laughs> run. And then you go back and you're like, I don't want to overdo the home run. I'd like it to be a, a shorter one that maybe just makes it over the line. And it's like. Yeah, well, I mean, you're killing me. I mean, that's probably because I'm horrifically out of shape and can only run to first base. So, (laughs) (laughs) oh, if I hit a home run, all got that COVID extra, right? I mean, if I if I hit a home run, then I have the extra responsibility of running around all of the bases. (laughs) So (laughs) you're a you're a habitual first baser, like you're just like there you you go. (laughs) I did it. I achieved a thing. Now let's move on. Let's move on from this. Okay. (laughs) So when we come back, the doc is going to give some really great sexy holiday tips, but not so great, (laughs) just mediocre kind of great (laughs) when we come back.
And we're back. Doc? I think, I think we're a little squirrely today. Are we squirrely? Well, it's the holidays. You know, I mean, yeah. we've got a lot going on. I'm in my mobile command center out of my cottage way upstate. And, you know, I don't have... I'm not surrounded by my norm. I got a nine-month-old Rottweiler puppy who is farting outrageously in the studio right now. And it's... Well, it's not a studio. I'm, look, full disclosure, Okay. You know, I, the doc You're is sitting. In, you are sitting on the floor in an extra bedroom. Correct. One hundred percent. There looks to be a, a a closet where you keep the extra blankets behind That's you. Exactly <laughs> correct. <laughs> and it's cold, and I've got my beanie on, and uh, yeah. So look, you know, we're a little bit out of sorts today. So, anyway, let's get back on topic here. Give us some holiday tips. Taking some risks, feeling a little dangerous, but making it all work within the holidays, and especially this weird one. Let's go, Doc. Yeah, I mean, the first tip is really just to review what we were talking about, is that idea of taking a risk, right? And you said this earlier, Jeremiah, and I think it's really important. Of course it is, if I said There's it. a caveat there, oh. making sure that it's not anything that would somehow really infringe upon someone else's sense of comfort or safety, right? Like, yes. you don't want to be like, given a handy while, you know, you're having the Christmas dinner with some kids at the table, right? Like, I mean, it's just, that's just not, you know, being respectful, being thoughtful. Giving a handy. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. That was brilliant. Continue, please. Yes. Anyway. Being respectful for those around you. Yes. Right. Um, and like we were talking about, most great experiences usually begin with trying something new. Except the reality is it's easy for me to just tell you to do something new. Like try something new, right? But actually getting yourself in a headspace to do that is a little bit different, right? What that takes is intention, right? It takes somebody stopping and pausing for a minute that says, okay, I'm going to go for this thing that might make me a little uncomfortable or might make me a little anxious, but that's okay. I can handle that. And intention really is about taking a pause, right? Like having to actually put effort into getting yourself to do something. You know what right? I'm talking about, no, Jeremiah? of course I do. Just like the effort I put in when I was telling you my story, when I was like, hey, you down? <laughs> no. Want to make it happen? That's kind of effort huh? you're talking about, right? Uh, maybe a little more effort than that. But, you know, it's... Agree it's to disagree. Pausing, it's pausing to try something maybe a little different. And maybe that was for you. I don't know. It was a lot of effort for me. Uh, but once I think that honestly getting in a different headspace is frankly, probably the hardest thing that people often have to do, right? Being like, uh, let me like, I kind of almost think of it like, kind of like getting yourself psyched up like you would before, like a, like a sports match or like a fight or something, right? Where you're like, all right, I'm going to do, I'm going to do something a little different, right? Psyching like we're almost like, yeah. yeah, you're psyching yourself up a little bit. And we do that a lot around a different things. We do that all the time for work. We do that for all sorts of stuff, but sometimes it's really hard for us to, for whatever reason, do that around sex or just for ourselves and our own pleasure. And so it's taking those same skills you probably have in other areas and trying to use them around this. Um, so that's just one thing. So getting in the right headspace, right? An intentional headspace. My next tip would be something you actually already indicated, Jeremiah. I know. I'm which genius. Is, you, you don't even know what I'm, I'm going to say yet. I know, but if so. I already articulated it, clearly I'm, uh, I'm way ahead of the game. I'm ahead of the curve, which happens a lot on this podcast. It's okay. I'm happy to recognize it for you. 
Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate that. Uh, anyway, moving along. <laughs> so what you mentioned earlier was, you know, being like the story with your wife, right? Like that in you called it mouse. Would you call it mouse, mouse sex? sex? Yeah. Right. But that there's something a little like, <laughs> let's say you're somebody that really does like routine. Well, I would let the sneaky silent element be a gift to you. Right. Yeah. Because actually then you don't really need to change anything about what you normally do. And that will, that dynamic just in and of itself sort of creates this new element, right? It okay. creates this new, you said challenge, right? Challenge, it creates a yep. new challenge to be like, all right, let's try to be super quiet. And there is something that's often really inherently erotic for people about being sneaky. kind of, kind of, yeah, quote unquote sneaky. Yeah. And, you know, it's definitely something that turns people on and it, is something that's kind of fun because you're you're you have the fear of getting caught. And remember when we did that like whole podcast on like you know uh, having fun with voyeurism and exhibitionism? Yeah, one of my favorites. Right, go back to that podcast. <laughs> we we gave a lot of sort of tips and tools about ways yep. that like finding socially appropriate, right? Ways of being kind of creating that sense of seekiness and using that can be really hot and be really erotic and fun. And as we all know, it's one of my favorite things, period. I love the voyeurism. That whole episode, I get, listen, I could talk about that for days. Sneaky and fun. I just want to talk about that to our listeners for a minute here. Sneaky and fun, mouse sex, in quotes, can be some of the most fulfilling sex, in my humble opinion, because you're being sneaky, because it's like a tawdry kind of a thing you're kind of like oh we shouldn't be doing this well, it's and, a, it's bonding it's a secret you're sharing with the other yes, person i was gonna get there why couldn't i get what i was gonna get i was gonna say that i'm sorry jeremiah you can still say it no it's fine you just you interrupted my brilliance and it you know i was and then and now it seems like it was your idea instead of being my whole complete idea you know, we can, sh we could, you know, that's, here's this interesting thing about human beings. You can share ideas. Fine. All right. Fine. Anyway, let's get back on topic. Well, <laughs> give us, give yeah. us some more, give us some more tips of the trade now that yes, you can share in these thoughts and it wasn't all my idea and it was now partly yours. It doesn't matter. I'm over it. Continue. Well, thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> um, uh, one of my other tips would be get over the idea of intercourse already, right? Like we have talked about this in many, so many times, so many, where a lot of times people really get stuck in this framework of if it's, and I get why, right? Like it's a lot of messaging, but like, if it's not, if intercourse can't happen, then it doesn't count. Right. right. Like it's not sex. Right. right? But you know, <laughs> This, these kind of dynamics and circumstances that we're talking about are a really great time to, we talk about building the buffet, right? Yes. Like are a really great time to engage in other sexual activity, right? So if like you and your partner are sleeping on your super squeaky childhood bed or something, right? Like maybe intercourse isn't going to be the most fun move. It might be more stressful than fun. But that right. might be a really good time to engage in mutual masturbation, right? Yes. It might be a little more feasible to do some slow, kinky oral sex, right? Ooh. Or some fondling, right? Like there's so many different things you can do. 
that dirty talk, dirty talk in each other's ears with mutual masturbation. You see, you can just put things together like a plate at the buffet, like we always talk about little mac and cheese, a little bit of meatloaf. You can double up on little mac and cheese. I love that you pick two foods that make people feel decidedly unsexy. (laughs) (laughs) I just ate a lot of mac and cheese and meatloaf, and now I feel just a lot of sexual energy. And here you go again, just shaming my food choices and my loves. Like, I actually would eat those things and be like, this was a good, sexy night. You know what? Those are probably erotic food choices to some. (laughs) Thanks, Doc. But anyway, as I was saying, you could put things together like that. So you could just be whispering dirty talk into somebody's ear while you're having mutual masturbation. Or, you know... Uh, like the doc was saying, maybe a little bit of oral, but you don't want to go too crazy because it can get too loud. Because remember, got to be little mices about it, or mice, 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 m- m- whatever. The point is, I think it's mice. It's just it's just mice, right? So the point is, you can you can make something happen. Doesn't have to be intercourse. I totally agree with that doc, and it can be so fulfilling because you're right. connecting. And, yeah, well, and super fun, right? And it forces some creativity. Yep, and. It's another tip, but just, I know it's something we say all the time, but again, for the cheap seats, right? Orgasm also doesn't need to be something that happens, right? Because let's say somebody is like, I don't want to be sexual because I'm super loud when I come, right? And that would be really humiliating with me. Well, no one said that you have to do things to that point, right? Like there is something that can be really fun and erotic about building toward and like building on that eroticism. Like I talk to people often about this idea of like, it's so cheesy, but right, like, you know, you're in, think about it like a sexual bank account, right? You're making a deposit, right? Like, and maybe you're going to like take a withdrawal later on, but just because you don't have time for a like, quote unquote, like whatever you define as like a full on sexual encounter, maybe that includes orgasm, maybe it doesn't, doesn't mean that it's not worth still messing around for a little bit, right? Yeah, so just for the connection aspect, just to put a little bit of money in the bank, like the doc saying, just put it yeah, in Yeah, like, you know? In, you know, you can you can engage in some, like, light fondling, making out for just five minutes because 100%. it's not, an, right, it's not an orgasm that creates a sexual connection. It's being sexual, and right? And if I may say, you know, say you're just putting a little bit of money in the bank every time, right? Just through the holidays. Because, you know, your partner's kind of loud when they orgasm or maybe you're loud together. You keep putting that little deposit in there and that little deposit in there. Man, when you get home, you got cash to burn, baby. You're going to jump into the deep end of that pool and all that built up money that you put in there, you throw it on the bed like Demi Moore in Indecent Proposal and you start rolling around in it while Woody <laughs> Harrelson's watching you and it will be amazeballs. And the explosion of a possible <laughs> orgasm there could be astronomical. You're welcome world. You're welcome, Doc. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I think we should all always have sex like Woody Harrelson is watching us. <laughs> Just quit like trying other tips and be like, just do it like Woody Harrelson is watching you. That's right. And I think that like I don't think I think regardless of sexual orientation, that most work. people I think it works. I think it would totally most work. Most people most people are like, Yeah, I could get into that. <laughs> <laughs> He's yes. like really universal as a sexual appeal. Anyway, um <laughs> so 
sorry, that was highly distracting to me. Um, yeah, I think really more than anything, I do agree with you, Jeremiah. Like, and I mean, I don't know if you're going to jump in your door and like rip each other's clothes off, but I definitely know that like, we've talked about it before on the podcast. Like a lot of times people, uh, treat sex and sexual energy, like, okay, well we had a sexual encounter and now like it begins and it ends now it's done. Right. But I talk about it more like a circuit, right? Yeah. Like it's always building and it's I did always learn that from you. And fun. I do love that. The constant building, the constant growth, like constantly putting money in the bank. Like it's not just a, we had sex once on a Friday. Like, you know, if you're just doing little like little bits here and there, keeping each other engaged and building outward, I think that's great, Doc. Good advice. Thank you. And it's much more feasible, right? Like, it's much more feasible for people because if you define sex as, like, this singular event that you just need to, like, have to some egregious stage, then, you know, that might not feel approachable for some people, but three minutes of a quick makeout, you know, that might mm. be something that's doable. And mm. maybe then you'll mm. have more time later on in the week or whatever it is. So that's right. I think it helps, um, and especially in long-term couples when you have kids or high-pressure lives, yeah. you know, or you're just stressed out as hell. Like, it's a really helpful tool. I cannot say enough about it, right? I can move on to other tips. I'm ready for you to move on. I, Great. I thought, listen, you know, with you, it's like that thing of, like, who's going to, like, you know, when you, like, you're walking through a door, and then the other person's walking through the door, and it's like, you go, oh, I'm sorry, I'm gonna move to the left, and then the person moves to the left, and you kind of go, oh, I, oh, oh, that's kind of like sometimes it's like doing this podcast with you, because I give you, <laughs> I'm trying to give you a little bit of freedom to go to the left, and then I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna go to the right, and then you go to the right, because, and what I mean by that is, like, you know, folks, every once in a while, the doc, she just, she just, she goes, so I'll, I'll, you know, I'll let her go, but then all of a sudden, she's like, cut me off, like, why aren't you just, you know, can I move on? I'm like, I thought you were going to keep going, you normally would, I Are can't. you, is this a really long-winded way to say that I'm difficult to direct? No, not at all, it's fine. <laughs> <clears throat> Please, could we have some more tips for the holidays? Yes, thank you, Jeremiah, for that prompt, I appreciate it. You're very welcome. Uh... <laughs> You know, a lot of what we're talking about, right, is this idea of working to be creative. Yep. To be creative, it means you have to try, right? That means that you actually have to try. And, you know, try to think of something different. Like we talked earlier about like taking a pause. You know, that might be finding some room in your house, some room in whatever house you're staying, right? Whether it's yours or someone else's that you and your partner can like steal away for a few minutes of privacy, right? Like you Laundry can- Laundry room. Take Right. Well, you can make out in that room where your grandma keeps the pickles and apple butter. Ooh. Right. You know, everyone, everyone has that room. Everybody has that room. I mean, 100%. I grew up in the Midwest. Yeah, well, I yeah, you are from the Midwest, like for real. So, yeah, not not everybody like, you know, our listeners all over the world have those rooms 100%. But I would say that there are rooms like that that they could steal away. And I like to say the laundry room because nobody ever likes to go into the laundry room, especially on the holidays. It's like kryptonite. And I have come to find, personally speaking, that it's a good room unless it's like my in-law's house and they actually have their laundry room in the entranceway of the house that they use. And then it gets a little awkward because it's a high traffic area. But it's not about me. It's about all of our listeners out there. So <laughs> well, just I think, think that about it. I think there are a lot of interesting like laundry rooms, right? Like that weird creepy bathroom that someone is unfinished in someone's basement, right? Yeah. Where the walls don't quite meet the ceiling, right? <laughs> you know, like you and your you and your partner could take a shower together, worry about electrocution, you know? Like yep. there's just so many different things that you can do. And so part of it's not just, you know, like 
we were talking about one thing you could do is like to be silenced or be sneaky. But like another part is like finding creative places. And maybe it's just stealing away for a few minutes, right? Maybe you can't have some longer encounter, but you know, it might be a fun thing to pull somebody into a, you know, a storage closet and make out for a little bit. 100%. Or, an old, an, or if you grew up where I grew up, an old barn. <laughs> <laughs> Just had this vision of you being like, you want to go make out in the old barn? <laughs> like, it's like, there are so many people listening that know exactly what I'm talking about right now. I, I do not doubt that for a moment. Because the doc truly is a Midwest lady and uh, lived out, I would say, like in a smaller area, you know, like, you know, smaller town. Or rural. 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 Yeah. I grew up more rural. There we go. So now we know the doc's history. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. Now you know everything. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, I, I do think, too, like, you know, we kind of brushed earlier on this idea of like playing around going back to that previous episode that we had on exhibitionism and voyeurism. But a couple of the things that we talked about in that episode, right, are doing these things that also enhance this little sense of secrecy and sneakiness, but in sort of like throughout the day kind of way, right? So like wearing something under your clothes that your partner knows, like, you know, or your partner knows really turns Ooh, them on, right? Yeah, like a or we, sexy underoos. Yeah. Right. We talked about um, uh, in that episode, right, like sexting and the use of sexting, right? Mm -hmm. Like sending each other like sexy messages, even though you're in the same room. Now, that said, if you are going to do that, make sure your partner knows. So in case they are one of these people that has their uh, notifications that pop up on the top. Madness. Right. Of their screen, Madness. they can turn that off because you want to be respectful to the people around you. Especially if you're somebody that wears glasses to like look down at your phone, because usually those people will like embolden their type. So it's like could be seen from space. And if you're one of those people, you may just want to just turn those notifications off that just maybe just vibrates in your pocket. And so when you like look at this basic screen of your phone, that the message isn't there like I really want to. Mm, mm, mm. And here's a photo of my hoo hoo. And that way you shield the people around you. Cause again, you don't want to make people around you uncomfortable. Like what if somebody was looking over your shoulder? What if you got like a little like a uh, nephew who's like 14 Child years old sitting right? on your lap. Exactly. Yeah, like, that could make it awkward like, yeah. and is not very respectful. So, so turn you can off have those notifications. I'm a really big fan of the idea of responsible fun. Yes. Big time. <laughs> Which I do not think is as much of a bummer as people think it is. Responsible right. just means that you like take five seconds to go, would this be offensive or harmful to someone around me? Okay. Exactly. It will or will not. How can I prevent that? Most people are fairly intelligent. You can find some ways to still have fun and be respectful. Correct. So, um, you know, I think really as we wrap this up here, because I know we have to yeah, this time, I will wrap my, aren't you proud? I'm going to wrap myself up this I'm time. I'm really impressed. Like I'm Thank really you. genuinely, she's like, I'm going to wrap it up. Like, all right, I leave you to it. Thank you. I think that really the one thing that I just can't drive home enough, and I know it's repetitive, right? But this idea of rather than just saying no, pausing a minute and asking yourself, what am I open to, right? Now, I do not want in any stretch of the imagination to say that like a no isn't important, right? Respect people's no's, right? Of course. I'm talking about within yourself, right? If someone maybe proposes something rather than just quickly going to a no, literally pausing and going, I don't know could I be open to that? Would I have fun with that? And like, 
because a lot of times people automatically go to know when something feels complicated or something feels a little anxiety provoking. It's just pretty much human nature. You know, for a lot of people, that's kind of human nature because it feels simpler. Right. But just taking five seconds to go, is it really a no? And if it is great, say your no and move on. Absolutely. Right. But sometimes when you take that pause, you'll find that maybe you are open to this little thing or to something that's a little exciting or a little different. And it's not that like every time you need to be by no stretch of the imagination would I say you should be open to everything all the time. I think that's asinine and nor do I think that's realistic, right? It's more about just pausing and taking a little breath and a little beat to say, could I be open to this? Um, you know, this is a tip for those people. This is kind of my final piece for those people that might not be going anywhere or are keeping their holidays incredibly minimal. Then I would say even more so taking some risks, right? If you've Whole, got like wholeheartedly agreed at time off yep. in a freedom of your whole house being kind of empty, get weird with it, right? Yeah. Like, you know, even if you're maybe not in a couple, right? Let's say you're just on your own for the holiday, right? Take out that toy that's maybe you bought six months ago that kind of scares you, that's been sitting in your closet, and you're mm -hmm. like, I don't know about this one. Because then Spend you can take the time to focus on it. You could give it, I mean, you know, yeah. you got free time, you got time to focus and try and explore. Right. Take, but doing it with that intentionality, being like, this is something I'm going to do for me. This is something I'm going to do that might be pleasurable, that might be fun. I'm going to take this risk with myself. Or maybe it's proposing something to your partner that you've been a little afraid to propose. Maybe yep. it's, you know, trying something in a different room of your house, right? Maybe you decide you want to, maybe you celebrate Christmas and you want to like, hey, let's uh, let's get busy near the Christmas tree. You know, Ooh, <laughs> hey, doc. whatever it is, whatever floats your boat, you know, and I, I think really it's more about that idea that like things have been really uh, kind of rote for people yeah. and routine and a lot of people are really struggling. And I do think it takes creativity and it takes intentionality to kind of make some of these changes. So I'm not saying it's easy, but I definitely think it's worth the effort. And finally, if you are somebody that's just not having a whole lot of a drive right now, maybe because of life stressors or just because that's just not where you're at in your life, that doesn't mean that you too can't also take some time for pleasure for yourself. It doesn't need to be sexual pleasure, right? Like maybe you take that hot bath. Maybe you read that funny book by the fire, whatever it is. Maybe you watch that stand-up show, whatever it is, but doing it with like not just doing it as a passive activity, doing it with that intentionality of saying, let me take some time to feel a little peace, to feel a little joy, and to feel a little pleasure. Thank you for that, Doc. That was actually really beautiful. Well done. Thank you. You're very welcome. Well, folks, we here at the University of Pleasure hope you have a wonderful holiday season for whatever holiday you celebrate. And we hope that even through these difficult times that you get time to connect, um, get on Skype, get on Zoom, do whatever you need to do to say hello to your loved ones. And uh, just know that we here at the University of Pleasure are thinking about you in these difficult times and try to remember that there is now with the vaccine a light at the end of the tunnel, hopefully for all these things down the line. It's going to take some time, but at least we can see that we're going to start 2021 with hope and optimism and, uh, you know, find time to find pleasure, whatever that may be with you and your family and friends. So take care. Happy holidays. Doc. Have a wonderful, wonderful holiday season, and uh, I'll talk to you again soon. How about it? 
Yeah. Happy holidays to you and everyone else out there. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. This episode of the University of Pleasure was produced, directed, and edited by me, Jeremiah James. It was written by Dr. Tara Jansen and me, Jeremiah James. The University of Pleasure theme music was written by the incomparable Robert Felstein. And special thanks to our new associate producer, Kyle Binkley. And please remember, we want to be as inclusive as possible of the diverse experiences of others here at the University of Pleasure. So please email us your suggestions for topics that might be suited to you directly, questions, feedback, or just really great sex stories at contact at universityofpleasure.com. <laughs>